And welcome to the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with DU Hockey Head Coach David Carl. I'm Jay Stickney and the Pioneers coming off a bye weekend. They've started the season four wins and two losses and uh, now have fresh legs on their way to, well, if not their oldest, probably their most intense rival, the North Dakota Fighting Hawks. And North Dakota lost their one game over the weekend in Nashville as they take on Penn State and lost to Penn State six to four. And with that loss, North Dakota dropped to number eight in the USCHO rankings. Denver uh, now number 11. So, uh, Coach Carl, when we last talked, we were uh, in Beantown and uh, Denver had had a, a sort of a Halloween nightmare of a weekend uh, against Providence and BC. Uh, since we last talked, what's the mood with the team? Yeah, it's been, um, you know, trying to make sure that our, with a young team, our focus is, uh, is you know, set on some areas of our game that need to improve, uh, while also making sure that the message is it's still very early in the year. Um, it's good to learn these lessons now. Um, we can't lose, you know, the confidence that we have as a group. Um, still believe in ourselves that we're a very good hockey team. That hasn't changed just because of two hockey games. Um, and so, yeah, it's just kind of walking that fine line of making sure we're striking the, the right level of, you know, working on our game and being hard on them, um, but making sure they believe that we're still a really good team. Uh, for the Pioneers, uh, you went into last weekend uh, being the top scoring team in the nation, uh, even after Friday and Saturday. Friday, of course, you put up five goals in the loss. Uh, you're still averaging five goals a game, and you'd have to think if you can stay at that pace, you're, you're going to be extremely competitive. Yeah, I mean, most most times when you score five, you're, you're going to win. So um, we certainly like the ability to score. Um, we need to do a better job keeping the puck out of our net, and that's uh, starts with our goaltenders, but it's it's all other the other five guys on the ice at the time. Um, we got to do a better job owning the middle of the rink, taking away time and space, um, managing the puck and, and doing some of those things so that, um, you know, we don't have incidences like Friday night at Providence happened to us again this year. Yeah. Going back to that Friday night game, obviously you're, you're up four to one after two periods, uh, you end up, uh, losing that one six to five, um, and really, I think you had said one of the big reasons for that collapse was uh, Providence uh, dominating in the faceoff circle. I think they were 49 to 30 in wins and uh, getting those big faceoff wins in front of your own netminder. Yeah, um, they were they were very good on faceoffs. Um, you know, we we struggled all weekend long um, on draws, so it's good. You know, reset. We're playing another good team and. North Dakota, who's very good on draws, um, have a grad transfer in, uh, in the Ford, number 21 on their team, uh, who Cam Wright played with, uh, BG, and very good on faceoff. So he drives it for them um, with one of their top lines. And then, yeah, for us, I mean, possession is so um, critical and it's very hard to get pucks back um, in today's game with how people play. And um, if we can start with it, we like our chances uh, of keeping it. You know, moving ahead to Saturday's game at Boston College, uh, it really looked like, uh, especially in the first period or two, that, that Denver had uh, 
a lot of chances, but simply ran into a uh, hot goalie. Um, and in that situation, you end up down two to nothing at the end of two periods and go on to lose after an empty net goal, uh, five to one. Boston College game felt a lot different than the Providence game. And um, what do you attribute that to? Yeah, I mean, it's the first time where, um, you know, we've had chances, but they've been kind of one and done chances um, this year against other opponents and Providence included. When we've gotten one, we've been able to get, you know, the next chance and the next chance and, um, you know, be able to capitalize. It's hard to defend two or three grade A chances in a row. And against BC, it just seemed like it was a lot more sporadic. Um, yes, we had chances, but um, like I say, it was a lot more sporadic. And I thought they did an incredible job uh, making us uncomfortable. In my opinion, it's, it's really the first time since Johnny Gaudreau put on his show against us back in uh, 2013. Um, it was it 2014? Uh, whatever year it was where we played BC in the first round. And uh, they beat us 6-1, I think. And it's really the first time since that game where I felt like Boston College has been able to get us really uncomfortable, um, spread us out, turn the game into a lot of one-on-one um, -on -one battles. And, you know, us as a group, uh, we do a lot better, you know, when there's five guys in the picture and we're working together as a unit versus being spread out like we were on Saturday night. So it was uh, – that's where I say, I mean, it was a good lesson – um, to learn, we certainly we capitalize on some of our chances. A different game, but um, ultimately we didn't, we didn't play Denver hockey, and uh, we got what we deserved. Yeah, you, you were pretty, uh, uh, I think, straight up with the team and, and on and on the radio with me as far as uh, you needed to get better better goaltending. You said that in this interview as well, and and um, you know both goaltenders uh, have had some chances, and, and both of played well at times. Um, but uh, I think what are you guys trying to do to, I, I guess, help the goaltenders not have to make as many saves or not to make as many saves in, in big time situations? Yeah, it's a little bit of what we, you know, what we talked about. We got to stay out of the penalty box. We got to manage pucks a bit better. Um, we got to own the middle of the rink um, so that we're, we're not giving up great A's from inside the dots, but um, pucks, you know, and plays that we give up outside the dots. That's where, you know, they're hockey players in a part of this team where they've been challenged um, to be better. And we all have a high standard that, that we're trying to reach and achieve. And we need everybody to be, you know, consistently trying to be the best version of themselves. So we've done some things this week on the bye week um, to kind of alter their um, routines per se. Um, to try and push them outside of their comfort zone to to get them better. Um, and then as a team, like I said, we're, you know, we really got spread out and separated on Saturday nights. So we've worked on our, you know, our cohesiveness and just our having five guys in the picture. And we think if we're that, it's a lot harder to generate. So it's a two-part thing. It's a team sport. Um, the guys in front of the goalie got to be better, but the goaltender's got to be better too. All right, and now, of course, you're going up to, to North Dakota. And for the first time, thankfully, in two or three seasons, it almost looks like North Dakota is in what we call the dreaded, um, you know, uh, year of – well, North Dakota never has a rebuilding year, but they're just not as incredibly loaded as they've been the last two seasons. Um, 
do you feel as a coaching staff that this North Dakota team is, is I guess, one of the one of the youngest or at least not as potent teams that you've had to get ready for in the, in the last two seasons? Yeah, I mean, they, um, listen, I mean, facts are facts. They, they lost, a, you know, a lot of good players to the NHL. They had a spectacular um, team last year, but their staff, um, you know, does as good of a job as anybody at reloading and, and retooling on the fly. And, you know, I think they, they've brought in four or five grad transfers, um, older veteran players that have, you know, I think helped offset maybe some of the youth that could have been presented to them. And so, yeah, they're, they're a really good hockey team. They do it a little bit different than what they did the last two years, but they're, they're going to be hard to play against. Um, they're going to take away time and space. It's going to be tight checking. Um, it's going to be physical. We're going to have to focus on winning our one-on-one battles. Um, so there's a lot of things that when you get into this rivalry, um, you know, you can throw out, you know, a lot of that stuff of do they, do they have a Brock Besser or, you know, a Jordan Kawaguchi, you know, they don't have that this year, but it doesn't change the fact that they're going to be really hard to play against. And, um, you know, we've, uh, we've had a lot of wars with them and we expect the same, um, this weekend, they're very well coached team and, uh, they just do it a little bit differently than they've had to in the past two years, but it doesn't mean they're going to be any less of a test. You know, and then, uh, obviously you guys played one of your best games of the season, but, but lost in, in the, uh, NCHC playoffs at Grand Forks. And of course it was in front of a very limited amount of fans. Won't be limited this time. Uh, Grand Forks likely will have their 10 or 11,000 fans just right up on top of you. How much do you think last weekend, despite the losses, you know, having those big crowds on the road will, will help your young team this weekend? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, I think it'd be a tough environment to play in for your first college game. Fun environment, but tough. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's an added bonus um, to have been on the road, at least, um, you know, in the environments we've been in at Air Force, Providence, and BC. This will be a different animal, but, um, you know, like anybody that's been there, and we got a lot of guys that have, um, you know, in the room, it's a really fun atmosphere and um, exciting um place to play and it's it's this group's turn to kind of write their chapter um in the North Dakota Denver rivalry that uh seems to you know be thrilling every year so um we're looking forward to getting up there and, and getting after it against quality opponent all right we'll take a quick break we're with head coach David Carl on the campus lounge coaches show we'll be back and we're back at the campus lounge coaches show with DU head coach David, Carl, and uh, Coach Pioneers uh, playing Friday night and Saturday night against these this Fighting Hawk team that just lost on Saturday um, in Nashville against Penn State, sort of an upset win. But, boy, I, I was going to tell you, all around college hockey, I mean, anybody that you think is going to win loses and vice versa. I, I can't remember the start of a season with so many teams losing to teams that they're not supposed to. Can you? Yeah, and maybe it's, I mean, no, you're right. I mean, there's been a lot of really good hockey games um, and high-ranked games as well, you know. So I think for the fans, it's been a very exciting um, reintroduction back into non-conference play and just all the 
all the unpredictability that it brings. So it's uh, it's been fun to watch and fun to be a part of as, as we get back into a regular season. Um, but I think it just, maybe it seems like more because we didn't have any last year um, with the COVID year and everybody was playing really conference only. And, um, you know, you get to see Mankato go out and play UMass. You get to see, you know, Providence go up to the icebreaker with Michigan and Duluth. Um, obviously we're going on the road to, you know, BC and PC, um, North Dakota's game against, uh, against Penn state, you know, St. Cloud and Minnesota playing each other. So there's just like a lot of really good marquee non-conference matchups that I think have been really thrilling, um, for the fans of college hockey to hopefully, um, get excited about, uh, as we, as we, you know, continue to work our way out of COVID. Well, now here we are in November and, uh, Everyone jumps in the NCHC conference games, and this is a conference that, uh, as we said in the in the preseason, looks like uh, one heavy favorite in St. Cloud State, and then, you know, it could finish anywhere in the middle at that point, and it's kind of already starting that way. Um, but you've got teams like Western Michigan and Omaha that are off to great starts, and and other teams that are just kind of uh, up and down right now. But uh, going into North Dakota, you'd have to uh, feel that this is about as good a test as you're going to get to start your conference play. Yeah, I think so. Um, no, it's yeah, it's a it's a bear right out of the gate. So it'll be a really good uh, challenge for us in the league as we get into conference play. And you've seen what our league has done in the non-conference, um, you know, early going here. You know, I think it's it's been nothing but impressive, you know, the records that have been posted in the non-conference action that's happened. So I think it's setting up just how everybody thought it would in the sense that there's, you know, six, it's a six-team league um, that's really deep. And, um, you know, there's, there's going to be a couple of really good teams that, that don't get home ice, but still um, may make the NCAA tournament, which... I think we've had six teams one time in our, our league's history make the tournament. And, um, you know, looking at the league this year, I mean, it very well could end up um, that way again. So it's it's going to be a challenge all the way around. Um, you know, it doesn't matter who you're playing on a given night. Points are going to be important to get. Well, and, and as a uh, uh, former player and coach who, who can appreciate a good two-way defenseman, uh, talk a little bit about – Jake Sanderson, uh, sophomore now, fifth overall pick last year, but of course had that abbreviated season, and and he's off to a good start. Were you a little surprised that uh, they got another year out of him? Um, yes and no. I mean, typically, I mean, North Dakota does get um, you know similar to us, where they're they do have a first rounder. They're usually getting at least two years out of him. Um, you know, I think kids go there and come here with the understanding that it is a bit of a process and they're, they're not in a huge rush. And so from that standpoint, um, I completely understand, um, you know, Jake coming back and he's a, he's a world-class player. You know, we're going to see him at the world juniors again for team USA. Um, you know, he, he, there's nothing that he doesn't do well. He can skate, he can, he can pass. He takes away time and space and he can shoot the puck. Um, so he definitely is the guy that drives our team on both sides of the puck. Um, maybe one of the best, if not the best player 
um, in college hockey this year. And they've got a, a grad student goaltender and Zach Driscoll has played all seven games for them. Uh, Three-year starter with uh, just amazing numbers for Bemidji State, uh, now playing for North Dakota. Um, 890 save percentage, though, so he's he's finding the step up in, in competition a little tougher, at least the start. Um, obviously, he's got a lot of experience. You ran into a hot goaltender in that same situation for Boston College. Um, but what do you know about Driscoll and ways that you can beat him? Yeah, I mean, he's going to be uh, he's going to be tough to beat for sure. Um, like you, you know, mentioned, he's got a, a real pedigree of uh, success at the college level. Um, like any good goaltender, um, you know, you is the more you make them move or the more you take their eyes away, um, the less uh, or the harder it is for them to stop the puck. So um, that's been all the goalies we've played this year. And I think it's one of the reasons why we've been able to have success. So obviously, we have we have good players that can finish, um, but I think they put themselves into good situations to do that. And you know, Driscoll is going to be no different um, against North Dakota. Very active decor. Um, that's hard to penetrate. That'll be our biggest challenge: um, is winning races and, and uh, trying to get to Driscoll. Yeah, and you've got a, you, you never had any question, I think, uh, except maybe after the Boston College game of uh, you had so much offensive productivity. Clearly, that top line of Savoy, Brink, and Gutman were leading the way, but contributions from from throughout the lineup. After um, last weekend, do you guys think you're going to make some significant changes in the lineup as far as who plays with who? Um, yeah, I mean, we've looked at some different things. We've tried to get you know, more competitive practices away from, you know, necessarily running line combinations. Um, but yeah, we're definitely, you know, we weren't happy with um, some of the performances over the weekend. So um, yeah, I would expect to see some different looks um, going into the weekend from a couple of our lines for sure. As we, you know, it's early in the year, it's the time to tinker and you might just, you might stumble on something that works really well. And uh you wouldn't have known unless you tried. And so um, we've got 15, we believe, really good forwards, how they all kind of fit and piece together, um, who shows up on given days and makes our decisions really hard um, is ultimately who's going to end up playing. So, um, yeah, we, we've definitely um, looked at some changes and likely we'll have some going into the weekend. And, and what about the defensive pairings? Um, yeah, that little harder to say just on, um, just with health of, of certain guys and, and things like that. So, um, we've liked how that's gone thus far. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see as we continue to progress throughout the week here. Yeah. It's, it's always a question you always ask coaches, um, when it comes to something like a bye week you know, did it come at the right time? Uh, would you rather keep playing? But it sounds from what you're saying, uh, at least with some of the injuries and, and bumps and bruises that that maybe the break did come at a good time. Yeah, I think our our schedule set up really well for for a young team. Um, you know, to have six game segment completed a bye week. We have another six game segment here, and then a bye week, and then um, four games to to finish off the first half. So, you know, our focus is obviously now turn. You know, we talked about what we did well, what we didn't do well, how we can grow what we need to continue to do from the first six games 
you know, as we work into the next six and, you know, our focus is obviously squarely on North Dakota, but as a coach, you know, going up, you know, to 20,000 foot view, we like how this, uh, the schedule sets up for the growth and development of our group. Yeah. That's way, that's way above mile high. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have, you gotta go a little higher cause we are in Denver. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, you know, this is with this young team, do, do you have to go through some of the history of Denver, North Dakota, especially in the last 10 to 15 years and, and how heated this rivalry's gotten, or is it pretty much something that it's understood? Yeah, I think it's pretty well understood um, generally. So, um, you know, and the older guys, they, they definitely let the guys know. And, um, you know, for us, it, it's a definitely a, a big weekend. Um, you know, they're, they're certainly a, a rival. Um, and as a coach, so as you try and build consistency throughout the year, um, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to change too much about how you behave and act, you know, just based on the opponent, but there's, there's no doubt that there's a natural, you know, built in, um, there's a little extra juice, you know, going into this weekend, um, against, again, a really good team that we have a lot of history with not only in the last 15, 20 years, but, you know, I think we've played in four championship games, um, in the national tournament. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of history um, that goes back as, you know, as late as the 50s. Um, so our alumni group and their alumni group, um, you know, they really care about this weekend of games. All right, Coach. Well, uh, thanks so much for taking the time. Good luck in Grand Forks. And I guess I'll be there with you. Yeah, I look forward to seeing you. Well, I can't wait. I'll bring my uh, B-plus game as, as always. So you're going to see your bathing suit. Yeah, no, no bathing suit. Even with if the water slides are open, great. But I was told last time not to participate. Yeah, that's probably smart. Okay. All right, Coach. Thanks for your time. All right, Thank this has been the Campus Lounge Coaches Show. I'm Jay Stickney for David Carl. Thanks for listening. Pioneers Friday night and Saturday night on ESPN Denver.